0: It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Now, that is my goal. But there are times you feel like I let you down. I don't get it done. And that's why at Clark.com we have the Clark Stinks message board where you can let me know where I didn't serve you well. You feel the information I gave was bad that i omitted something i should have said and so you can go post there and then each week producer krista goes through your posts on clark stinks and she shares them with you here on the air i should have never
1: encouraged you to speak you must think i'm pretty stupid you
2: should be ashamed of yourself well maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong
1: maybe you're right pal
2: What's up, Krista? Well, I missed a couple I wanted to read to you first. Um, this one was written December 27th. Clark, why have you not reported on Apple's reports of throttling iPhones? This is a big company that sells a lot of phones. I would like to hear your opinion about them purposefully throttling the iPhone 7 back.
0: Well, thank you for that. And the reason I didn't talk about it right when this came up with Apple is I was on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> So that is the true Clark Stinks, As I was not working, and so the second I got back to work, I covered the Apple fiasco, Apple gate, Apple whatever, where they allegedly were purposely slowing older iPhones to degrade the experience so you'd feel the need to go buy a new iPhone. Apple has apologized profusely after putting any of a number of roadblocks in people's way. To resolve it, Apple totally conceded It now makes it very easy for you to have the battery replaced on any older iPhone for $29. So Apple did the wrong thing twice and ultimately ended up doing the right thing.
2: You've been a hero to me, but I have to say that your advice to people who are late with preparing for retirement stinks recommending target target retirement plans funds for people who are starting in their 50s or even late 40s will never get them to their goal of retiring before 80. These folks need to get their financial act in high gear on a mission learning the basics of finance and starting their retirement savings in growth growth funds, then begin to diversify and become more conservative only after developing a sizable portfolio.
0: I appreciate that and it is a terrible issue for us as Americans that we generally don't get into the mode of saving for retirement till we're mid-career. But I don't think the answer is taking on a much higher risk profile of investments. If you know you're going to have to work a substantially longer number of years to then be able to retire, you select a target retirement fund that is a later date And that by itself will make the portfolio more aggressive. But I don't want people to gamble to the point of going into aggressive growth funds. If you're not familiar with that terminology, those are much higher risk funds that could have very nice returns, uh, larger than normal, but also could suffer larger than normal losses.
2: How I save 75% on prescription drugs can have dire consequences, and that was a story on the website, which involved getting higher um, dosages and cutting, cutting the pills. Yes, I had been cutting a higher dosage drug, a 60 milligram cut into quarters. I was hospitalized on an entirely different situation, making a mandatory prescription order for a 60 milligram dose, which was four times more per dose than I was supposed to get. This cutting up prescriptions can get you into trouble.
0: Wow, I, I'm glad that you ultimately ended up A-OK, and I've never heard of that particular scenario. The other thing that came up with a uh, response to talking about getting the larger milligrams and cutting, some medicines, the chemical structure of them, it doesn't support cutting the pill in half or whatever, but many prescriptions, it's a great way to save money.
2: Clark doesn't stink, but some callers sure do. When you call for advice, be quiet and let the man answer. You called him for advice, so listen. Don't continue to talk. Turn off the TV, radio, or anything else in the background you have control of. No eating or drinking while trying to speak. If you're calling from or taking the call while inside a tunnel, don't. And above all else, for God's sake, try not to be drunk. The listening experience is so much better if callers could observe a very few common sense rules.
0: Now, wait a minute. Some of the calls we've had from people that are inebriated have been quite entertaining.
2: (laughs) United basic economy, not so bad for me. Clark, I had a different experience with United than the one you described recently. Earlier this month, I flew round trip from Las Vegas to Miami, two different airlines. My flight to Miami was one of, on one of the deep discounters and was $56. And it was, as expected, middle seat, no media with absolutely no extras. My bag was an old laptop bag, so there was no check bag fee. My flight back to Vegas was the basic economy on United, which was also $56. This flight was much better than the discount airline, as I had an aisle seat. There was the usual TV screen and free beverage service. Not that I really like defending United, but compared to my other flight, it was a much better experience and at the same price. And United made it perfectly clear when I bought the ticket what I was getting into, so I don't feel like it was bait and switch as you described. My only complaint with United Basic Economy is that I was not able to check into my flight on my phone. I had to go to United Counter where they wanted to make sure my bag would fit under the seat. Thanks for all you do. I listen to every podcast, Sean. Sean, first
0: of all, you're my hero for actually showing up with a carry-on of the (laughs) size and shape that'll fit underneath the seat in front of you so that you don't don't get hit with those massive charges from United or American or Spirit or Frontier or Allegiant for having a carry-on that is too large that they then charge you the massive punitive fees. The thing about United, American, and Delta with their basic economy is they're using that as a way to advertise fares similar to what you get on Allegiant, Frontier, and Spirit, but then based on what they've reported to analysts when they do their meetings with Wall Street analysts, all three of them brag about how they've been able to use Basic economy is a bait and switch that people see all the things that they're not going to get, and they end up paying a higher fare. So they clicked on it because it was this cheap fare, and then they're like, oh, they're going to do that to me and take that from me and do this other thing to me? Well, I'll pay more money, and bait and switch is something that I've always had uh, upset about. Why not just tell people the truth? and do it a different way offer the fare you offer most people and say well if you're willing to give up this that and the other we'll discount it so much money it's like the hotels now that you pay a price for the hotel but if you give up daily maid service they discount your nightly rate
2: clark needs to do his bitcoin homework i've been listening to clark for 17 years and have never had a complaint until now But Clark needs to stop giving investment advice on Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies until he understands the potential of the technology behind it. Although the application of cryptocurrencies as a payment system is what Clark may read in the headlines, there are also valuable real-world technology applications to the finance industry. An investment in Bitcoin is an investment in those technologies. Clark either needs to educate himself or stop giving advice on it. And then they suggest an article and some podcast episodes. If Bitcoin is a bubble, as Clark says, it's not just something that's going to go zero overnight and everyone will lose their money. There is real technology behind it and billions of dollars in infrastructure already built to support it. To say it has zero value is wrong and misleading to his callers that are trying to learn about this technology. Matt.
0: Matt, thank you for that. And- Blockchain is something that I have talked about. It is a very brilliant idea. It's going to change a lot about how finance works in the world. But cryptocurrencies are a bubble. If, if any of these, including Bitcoin, were an actual valid form of commerce and ways to do commerce, the values of them would not gyrate hour by hour, minute by minute, day by day, there would be stability to them. So it is not an investment. It is a speculative enterprise, and I can tell we're in a phase of mania because people come up to me every single day and ask me about investing in various cryptocurrencies, and the first thing I say is it's not an investment It is a speculative thing. Only put in any money into any of these. It's money that if you lost it, you would lose no sleep at all.
2: Hi, Clark. I just purchased a Republic wireless phone and plan based on your stinky advice. Oh, no. This phone is intended for my aging mother to allow all of her family and grandkids to text her. Guess what? Republic does not allow normal texting. They require everyone to install their Republic Anywhere app, plus sign up for a Republic web account in order to send and receive messages. This stinky plan is being flushed. Paul K.
0: Paul, I'm really sorry that that turned out to be bad for you and your situation. Republic is a real innovator. I think they've done a great job saving people a lot of money. If this is for an older relative... Uh, It may be a better idea to do one of the um, Great Call phones, which are the ones that are ultra, ultra easy to use, and they offer some affordable plans that specifically work well for someone who's interested in texting. The company is often known as Jitterbug, but the website is greatcall.com, and for Most people who have tried, yeah, greatcall.com, most people that have tried using republicwireless.com have been thrilled with the product, the price, and the service.
2: Okay, and one more while we're picking on Republic, Republic Wireless, my choice plan. Nope, not a good deal. My current plan is $60 for unlimited text talks talked talk, data, and 8 gigabytes of Wi-Fi. Each additional gigabyte is $5. I typically use approximately 60 gigs on 4G LTE data per month. Under Republic's My Choice plan, I would be paying $300 for data.
0: Okay, so Republic, I need to explain this for Republic and also the other one we've talked about recently for people that get um, service from Comcast, that Comcast has the add-on cell phone service, Both of them offer very cheap plans. They're designed, they do meter data, but they're designed that uh, most of the time that we would be using data, we are with Wi-Fi. And so they are able to use Wi-Fi service all over the country and strictly limit how much traditional cellular data you use. If you're not someone that that fits and you need to use unlimited data, I've got a bunch of choices for you on our cell phone plan guide at Clark.com of companies offering great deals with unlimited data. I want to tell you, I really appreciate the variety of comments today, how thoughtful you have been about them, and this is something where we all learn together. If you want to post a complaint about me, please go to Clark.com. Go to Clark Stinks and let me know. Dana's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Dana. How you doing? I'm great, Clark. Thanks. How are you? Good. Dana, you want to ask me about a commercial that's been running pretty heavily that Experian's doing. Tell me what they're offering.
3: Well, after the recent debacle with one of their competitors, now they seem to be pushing a free dark web scan, and it's ends with kind of implying that they can help you repair your credit and things like that if they find anything, but I just wondered what your thoughts were, and if you think this is a good idea for people to pursue, or if we're better, not, better off not doing that. I
0: would so. stay away from the offer from Experian of supposedly telling you if there's anything about you out there on the dark web. Uh, David Lazarus, my buddy who writes for the Los Angeles Times, must have nothing to do with his life. He went through the terms and conditions for it. It's almost 18,000 words. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> no. And there's all kinds of things that you're giving Experian permission to do with your email address, with your information, things they take away from you as rights. And so this is this is really not a good idea.
3: Okay. That was my gut instinct, but I wanted to kind of hear it from somebody who was a little more savvy with some of the things that were going on You know what's
0: really been frustrating to me is, do you know the Congress, after all those congressmen and senators were realizing how angry the public was about the Equifax data breach, that they were all talking about how this was an outrage and they had hearings and all that, and they've gone into hibernation. They're not doing anything to protect any of us that's terrible because they get so much money from the banks and from the credit bureaus that's all they care about and listen to so
3: sadly that seems to be the driving force for many people out there these days so
0: so here's the most important question for you dana have you frozen your credit
3: i have not i did check with my bank after the whole thing came out with equifax and my bank which is another fairly large bank here in the United States said that they actually deal with Experian and they didn't have too much concern about it. I do have another credit card. I've been trying to monitor that account. but
0: So I wouldn't, I I wouldn't think in terms of it that way because Equifax almost certainly has a file on you that if you're one of the people exposed, your information's out there and so i would really think about doing a credit freeze. Why don't you look at i've got a guide at clark.com/equifax. Mm-hmm. Look at it and see if it's something i've got steps i'd like you to do in order to protect yourself. Okay. That would be much more valuable than this latest marketing gimmick from Experian.
3: Okay. Well, that's, I, I kind of thought it was a marketing gimmick based on the end of the advertisement, but I just, like I said, wanted to see if something like this would be beneficial in the long run for anybody. So,
0: no, I'd pass. Anybody who imposes a 17,000-word contract on you, that's somebody who's not looking out for you at all. It's great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com's our main website, Clarkdeals.com, where you go to save money each and every day. Want to talk to you about something that has come up as a call on the show at least half a dozen times since the massive Equifax data breach last year. And it concerns. Issues people seem to be having with insurance companies if they've frozen their credit. And so this has been very frustrating to me because you're doing something great to protect your identity by doing credit freeze and then to be told by an insurer or potential insurer that... They can't give you a quote or they can only give you a high quote because they can't check your credit. That's just terrible. And I want to give you a little bit of background. Only three states ban the use of credit in setting your automobile insurance and homeowners insurance rates. I wish that was a 50-state thing. I have been so just discombobulated by the fact that someone who's had a DUI with a high credit score pays less for auto insurance than somebody who's never had an accident or had a ticket but has problems on their credit. That's just not right. But it is what's allowed in almost every state, except, again, California, Massachusetts, and Hawaii, and so insurers rely upon a modified version of a credit score known typically in the industry as an insurance score. But the question that's come up repeatedly is, if I freeze my credit, will that keep me from being able to shop for auto or homeowners? The answer, according to research done by Kiplinger, is almost nowhere in the country, that in almost every state, insurers are allowed to review your credit for the purpose of quoting you auto or homeowners, even if your credit is frozen. Now, what I don't have yet is what are the exceptions, what are the small number of states that have a flaw in their credit freeze laws that would put you in a position where you have to thaw your credit in order to renew your auto or homeowner's insurance at a decent rate or to get quotes on shopping your auto or homeowner's insurance. But as a general rule, insurers are allowed to shop even if your credit is frozen. And it's just an anomaly, it's just an oversight that a small number of states didn't cover that when they set up their credit freeze statutes. Speaking of which, when in the world is Congress going to get around to making credit freezes free and standing up for the people? Do you know the U.S. House, the full name of it, the place you're member of congress works is called the u.s house of representatives why aren't they representing you and me ben is with us on the clark howard show hello ben hello how you doing
4: i'm doing good How, how about yourself
0: great thank you ben how can i be of service to you
1: okay so i am currently a high school senior looking forward to college next year uh hopefully in the fall and i have three thousand dollars roughly that i am wondering if i should invest with or put towards college i'm planning on going to a tech college
4: for two years before
1: transferring to a different college
0: so i'm just curious how did you come up with three thousand dollars in high school
4: uh working at a horse barn,
1: actually.
0: No way. So uh, the, being industrious and being a saver, mm-hmm. you have several thousand dollars you've saved. Mm-hmm. You know that's fantastic, right?
4: I've so been told.
0: <laughs> well, I'm I'm very impressed, Ben. And I love that kind of attitude, the desire to To work, you know, when other people are sitting on their rear ends or whatever, you're out working. If you're working at a horse farm, you've had some really uh, difficult hours, haven't you?
1: Yeah, really early in the morning, and uh, customers aren't too friendly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The customers being the horse or the people who pay you. Sorry.
4: Being the horses, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm not too good around horses. (laughs) Not my thing. So good for you. You've saved all this money. So what should be done with it next? How much is um, technical college going to cost you?
1: It's looking to be maybe $10,000 all told for two
0: years. So I really like the idea of you using this money towards it. Okay. Because... You know, you talk about investing. What's the alternative? How are you going to pay that ten thousand unless you use this as as part of it?
1: I'm going to have to take out uh, financial aid, and
0: so then like absolutely, that. you use this cash towards it. And what I okay. would do is, there are going to be expenses that maybe your financial aid won't cover. That this is mm-hmm. money you draw in, and it allows you to reduce the overall sum total you would have to borrow to get the education you're getting. Okay. So, you know, normally I'm invest, invest, invest. In your case, invest in your future by holding onto this money to use towards expenses. Okay. And I can already tell you've got a bright future in front of you with uh, the kind of attitude and effort and discipline, and maturity that you already have as a teenager. So good for you. Thank you. Continued success, Ben. Sean is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Sean.
4: Hello, how are you?
0: Great, thank you, Sean. What's Um, going on? So
4: so I have a question about debt consolidation loans. Um, I recently got married, and my credit card debt, Increased a little bit with that um, particular contract. So, <laughs> my question: is,
0: Are you telling me you took on her credit card debt?
4: Well, yeah, I mean, we're all we're doing it. Everything's together. Bank accounts are all merged, and we sat down together and made a budget and everything, so that we can try to pay everything off this year. Okay. Um, what my question is is I've been looking into a few different debt consolidation. Loans, what criteria should I be looking at if we decide to go that route? And how would we decide if that's a better route than to just start paying it off as quickly as we can?
0: All right. Those, those are great questions. So I got some questions for you. How much total credit card debt is there?
4: Uh, roughly 16000
0: okay, That's a fair amount of credit card debt. Yes. And do you know what interest rates the cards carry?
4: Uh, I know the interest rate on my card is 17%, and then she's got about five different cards that have smaller amounts of uh, money that are owed to them, so I don't know all of those off the top of my head, but they're not any better than mine.
0: Okay, so you're paying uh, upper teens to more, possibly, in interest rates. That's not good. Right. So So... Uh, Let's talk through a few things. Do you know what your credit score is and what her credit score is? Yes. And what are each of your scores?
4: Uh, Mine is around 750 and hers is just under 700.
0: Right. So you're going to be eligible for better loan terms than she is. Yes. But one thing I can have you uh, explore is what you might be able to borrow money to pay off the sixteen grand on Prosper.com or LendingClub.com. Have you been to either of those?
4: Uh, I, have, I have not been to either of those. I've looked into SoFi, um, and I've gotten a lot of letters in the mail from Lending Club, and they seemed very eager to lend me some money, so I've just ignored them, because normally people that want to give me money are... Not very reputable.
0: Yeah, but Lending Club and Prosper, the way they work is individuals uh, pool their money and make loans to people for various purposes. And your credit score has a lot to do with what terms and conditions and interest rates you'll get from uh, SoFi, from Lending Club, or Prosper. Okay. So you're on a good path there. With your credit score also, you may get offers for balance transfer cards that will be very favorable? Are either of you a member of a credit union? No. All right, because a lot of times credit unions will offer a credit card with balance transfer that'll have an interest rate, a single digit, like maybe okay. half of what you're paying right now in interest. Okay. So what interest rate did SoFi offer you?
4: I think it was... Around eleven.
0: Well, that's obviously progress.
4: Yeah, it was better than what my current card is at. So
0: right. So that would be potentially a very good move in short order. I would check to see what you could do with Prosper and Lending Club, and whichever okay. one of the three offers you the best deal, grab it. All right. And so, how much do you think you can pay per month towards the sixteen thousand dollar balance?
4: Um, at the moment, we're hoping to pay about $400 a month. She's looking to get a new job, so she might get that, and we might be able to put as much as 800 a month towards it, but that's not for sure yet.
0: Okay. So you're looking at three and a half years to pay it off? Yes. All right. So if you can, if she does get a new job that would allow you to pop more money in, that would absolutely be to both of your advantage, obviously. hmm So but you're on the right path one other thing you got to do you cannot use the cards anymore
4: yeah i already took all the cards away
0: okay all right good just want to make sure because you don't solve something if you just move the money around and use the cards anyway mark is with us on the clark howard show hello mark
1: hello clark
0: how's it going um
1: it's going good um, my question is, my wife will be retiring in a few months. Um, what is the safest place to invest her 401k? We have been thinking about a fixed annuity at 3%. What do you think or recommend?
0: What money are you going to have to live on? Are you already retired or are you going to keep working?
1: I'm already retired. Um, our annual income at that time is probably going to be about $78,000 a year.
0: You, you have that from pensions or whatever?
1: Pensions and her Social Security, yes.
0: Okay, so how? what percent of your living costs will that cover?
1: Um, I think it will cover the majority of it.
0: Okay, then you don't want to even consider annuitizing her 401k money. Okay. In fact, um, since you're so well set financially from pension and Social Security, and it can cover pretty much what you need... What you want to be worried about is expenses well down the road. Okay. And so it's important with her four hundred one k that you keep it invested. And right. I, I would look at something like uh, you could even leave the four hundred one k open. And
1: with it, her, with her company,
0: right? And is there
1: a, is there downsides to that?
0: Not that I can think of if it's with a low-cost provider. Go ahead and hit me with who manages her 401k. Um, It's through Fidelity. All right, Fidelity is a very good provider of 401ks. In the Fidelity plan, there should be some very low-cost investment choices. And I would like for your wife to look at the um, Target Retirement Fund since she's about to retire maybe 2015 or 2020, which uh-huh. would keep the money very conservatively invested. And with the goal being that this would be money, you'd be looking at drawing on years down the road when inflation would be your enemy. Right. But doing anything like an annuity would be a really bad idea right now.
1: Okay. Because so, it would tie the money up for like 10 years? or
0: Well, annuities have incredibly high costs. That are built into them, okay. and you're handcuffed to them, and so your situation doesn't call for anything like that at all. Okay. So I think okay. the best course is to stay invested, but stay invested conservatively.
1: Okay. Should I mean should we keep it with the company or roll it into something that Fidelity has? Like I think it's Iron fine to
0: leave can- it in the four hundred one k at the company. Okay. I don't see, because odds are you'll have lower costs in the 401k than if you moved it to an IRA with Fidelity. So I think it's a big advantage to leave the money sitting there, and when the time comes that you need it, then you draw it out.
5: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.
0: It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me on clark.com. Producer Joel asks your question for you. And Joel, who you got? Clark Rosemary wants to know, is it possible to take my name and personal information off the internet? I don't want to be able to be Googled. Oh, well, if you move to Europe, you could. In Europe, there is a a 27-country-wide right by law called the Right to Be Forgotten. And if you want your information to not be out there and not be searchable, it must be deleted from the internet. No one has ever talked about or said anything about Americans being given a right to be forgotten. And I think it's only going to happen when an important public figure suffers because of their information being out there on the internet, that there will then be a push to give ordinary Americans a right to be forgotten. All right, Merv wants to know, Clark, what do you recommend uh, for antivirus software for a Mac? Well, there are some that you can use for free. Avast, I think is how you pronounce it, an AVG. Both offer free versions that will work on the Mac, and so you can use those to protect yourself and... By the way, we have, if you're not aware, on Clark.com, we have our free and cheap guide. And so we have a bunch of things you can do for free or very low cost, including a bunch of software that you can use at no cost at all. So I'm here to save you money every way I can. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center and you can get that free off-the-air advice.